Hey, Zach, you know what's back? No, what's back? Baseball, baby. Yeah, boy. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. This is Zach. I'm Hector. And uh, before we get into it, before we get into the the meat and potatoes of this episode, I want everybody to take a minute and yell at whatever device they're listening to this on and wish Hector Hector a happy birthday. You all will be hearing this on Wednesday, but it is his birthday today on Monday when we record. So happy birthday, brother. Two, two, two. Ninety-two. <laughs> There's a lot of twos in my birthday, man. Two twenty-two, ninety-two. Next year's gonna be great. Two twenty-two, twenty-two. Oh, and I, it'll be my big thirtieth. And is if I'm if remind, I think I'm wrong, but I I think it's on a Tuesday. I think two twenty-two, twenty-two is on a Tuesday, which makes everything gotta, all that much better. I gotta check that out. Actually, that'll be crazy. That uh, be yes, crazy. I am twenty-nine today. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. It is great. Um, I'll be twenty-nine from here on out. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. I'm looking forward to my thirties. Now he's still turning still 29. twenty-nine. You know, like like normal, we have around the world of sports. Then we have the answer to our trivia question from last week yes, and yes, a yes. trivia question this week. I don't think anybody um, got that right. And then we've got we want to talk about Carson Wentz and that trade to the Indianapolis Colts and what's that what that means for the NFL. And then we've got an amazing interview that I'm so happy that we were able to put on for you guys. Yes, we interviewed yes, yes. a uh, professional sports photographer, a professional photographer that does sports as well, um, Jalen Nash. So um, um, you know, tune in at the end of the episode for the back half of the episode to hear that. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, she she has an amazing outlook. I mean, we all. Love sports, but it's a different outlook from just uh, hearing from players or hearing from other sports broadcasters or anything like that. It's, right. it's the little people that matter. Um, you wouldn't know half the players that play in their respective leagues if it wasn't for these people putting in hours Countless and hours. hours and hours of work to get these pictures, to post them, for you guys to make memes and GIFs and, and yeah. make your shit available too so um it'll be a great show for you guys but uh but yeah so let's get into it hector so hit me with around the world of sports brother oh fresh beer too i said what i said Perfect. all right around the world of sports we got a ton of shit not a lot of time so we're gonna do this really quick and really fun uh i want to start off with some boxing every now and then you know i like to throw up some boxing out there uh if no one saw it there was a great matchup between Valdez and Burchelt, who Burchelt was the the champion, um, throughout his I, if you didn't see the highlights, if you didn't watch the game the, the match, definitely go check it out because it was nuts. Uh, he was leading the match perfectly fine, the whole fight, the whole belt, you know, doing what he got to do. But who I'm talking in is Burchelt, the, the champ, sure, uh, sure. making the movements he has to do, hitting his 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 punches and everything, and then he did not do what he was trained to do. He reached out a little bit, uh, pushed too hard, took an extra step. Mm -hmm. And if you did not see this knockout, wow, my man. You know what? I hate Michael Tannenbaum, 
But what he said on ESPN was hilarious this morning. He was like, damn, he's on concussion protocol. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't like Mike T as a GM of the Jets, but I like him far better as an analyst. Can I tell you? (laughs) He's funny. Yo, did you see how he shit on Mark Sanchez? I'm not going to get into it, but you got to check that out. He shat on Mark Sanchez today. That's great. Uh, But yeah. Quick touch on, on Mike T, by the way. You know he's definitely invited to the cookout. Just saying. After that, yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but it was it was a stunning, stunning knockout. Check the video. Like right. I said, the dude did not continue with the way he was fighting, took that extra step and reach and got rocked. His whole body shut down. It was insane. Mm. Uh and then Valdez went and went went ahead, won the match on that and, and sure. won the title. So good on him. Uh heading over to the NBA, a couple things here. The Nets are on a roll. Uh, and this is without KD right now. KD's yeah. going to be out for a few more games. Yeah, um, yeah. They're holding it down. They're on a like, six-game winning streak. My only issue right now, I get it. The Nets are nice. They're a force. Um, but people are just so quick to write them off as, like, that's it. Season and, like, just look forward to next year. And maybe mm-hmm. not even next year. Maybe the year after that. And I want to tell people, cut it out. Cut it out right now. Cut it out right now. Cut it out. Cut it out right now. Because they have proven nothing. Right. Nothing. Yes, I get it. It's KD. He's a champion. Kyrie's a a force, even though I'm not liking his attitude anymore. Like, the way he is, who he is. I don't like it anymore. Um Ever since he came out as a flat earther, things have gone downhill. He And then he wants to shit on LeBron. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, that was dirty. Uh, and, and James Harden, I get, is an MVP. and and But he's also known as a ball hogger who just now is starting to show he can pass more. Right. Uh, plus, on top of that, the Lakers, which is the next topic, has a lot of injuries. Um, AD's once, been once, out for a couple of games. He's he's going to be out for a few more. Shrouder mm-hmm. was out with some illnesses. He'll be back soon. Um, but like Kyrie said, when everything's 100% healthy, that's the matchup we want to see. Stop writing the Nets off as being like they're going to win. Because LeBron's, he's not going to want to hear that. Yeah, let's... He's let's, not going to want to hear that. And on the... Oh, I was just going to say, a lot of people have, like, recency bias, and they forget, like, these all-time greats play in the league, and it's like, what, you're just going to go ahead and sign somebody to, you know, a, a championship and completely forget the I LeBron get it, it happens, it happens, you know, it happens sometimes, you build a team and you automatically going to win the chip, I get it, it happens, but right now, um, you got a guy who is a GOAT. Who has built his team last year and they they're winning and they're mm-hmm. laughing at the teams that they're winning at because they're not at a, they're not playing a, the Lakers are not playing a hundred percent, bro. No, even no. healthy, even healthy during the season, they're never playing a hundred percent. Well, because it's a marathon, basketball is a marathon. This LeBron a is this is where I say LeBron is like one of the true truest greatest players of all time. Oh, for sure. He doesn't care where he is in the season. He's gonna make it to the playoffs and then it's just a whole different level. It's for crazy sure. that he the way he thinks about it. For sure. Um, for and he sure. sets it up. So well, let's keep it rolling. Yes. Yeah, so like I don't I don't like that fact. The Nets gotta chill, even though they're doing great. The All-Star game is coming. Um 
Adam Silver has come out and said he is firm in the way they're doing it. They have to do it. It's going to be good. It's a great way to platform, blah, 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 blah. They made a shorter version of it instead of being a couple game, uh, a couple days. Sure. It's usually like three days or some shit stretched. Right, right, right. Everything's one day. They're going to do the All-Star game first. After the All-Star game, they will do a, uh, I believe, a dunk contest, three-point contest, and um, skill, skill challenge. There it goes. Um, right. And the Knicks. On a roll. What is it like? Six games straight? Uh, I believe. Like that. May, I believe maybe three or four right now. I don't oh, want to okay. push them too far. Winning six games for the Knicks is like a, a fucking career high, franchise high for them and shit. <laughs> uh, um, but they're on a roll, and one of the proudest things I want to say is the reason why I brought them up. I got too much to say besides they have been winning, um, and they're now the seventh seed in the league, uh, in the East is uh, uh, Randall. Randall has made the All-Star game. Going on over to the MLB. Woo! Pitchers uh, and catchers have reported. Sorry, I didn't want to so, steal that from you, but I'm just so excited. Go ahead. It was crazy <laughs> because we did our last episode last week, and I didn't. it didn't click until after we got off that pitchers and catcher, catchers started last Monday. Yep. It started last Monday. Today, however, today, however, all of the positions players have shown up. Yep, yep. So all the, the, the whole team now is gathered together um, and doing complete team practices. Right. And and obviously the hitters, it's easier for them to warm up. Pitchers need a little bit more time. Um, Tatis Jr. for the Padres signed a fucking massive deal. 14 years, $340 million. Um, he's only 22 years old, so pretty much... This is his career. He's locked love to them until 36. You love to see it. Going over to the Red Sox, they have uh, traded out their entire World Series winning outfield. Um, everyone. Benettini was the last one to go. He's gone. Right. Um, they're on a whole rebuild now. Uh, but they do believe that they can make a, a serious push this year. Yeah. Um, I would have said yes. A couple months ago, with the way they ended the season last year, but right. with the, but with the moves that they've been making now, I, I feel like it's just a little bit of a stretch. You got a couple right. more years before the Red Sox really start to make any uh, real damage in the East right now, because the Yankees and the Blue Jays are, are and Tampa Bay are all making sure. their strides for sure. Uh, and uh, the Yankees, the Yankees finished their offseason by signing of Yankee vet. He's the oldest Yankee left on. The team, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brett Gardner, to a one-year, four million dollar deal. They had to do this because he was due ten million, so they they cut him, re-signed him. However, yeah. they, you want to phrase it, right? Um, right. he does. He didn't want to end his last year playing with no fans. Yep. Um, they believe he can be a great asset still for them, so they I signed him. Yep. To a $4 million deal with a player option for 2022. But they have said that Clint Frazier has earned and is named the starting left fielder. So Brent Gardner will be off the bench and a a, a role player, pretty much a bench player. Who will get fine. a lot of time because sure. fan, the outfield gets hurt a lot. For sure. For sure. Uh, going on over to Zach Britton, he spoke out on Domingo Herman's domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, 
obviously last year, everyone knew Domingo Herman got suspended 81 games. It stretched into the, la- the whole last season and parts of the season before. You yeah. know, and I'll just move it on over to Britain. I get where Britain's coming from. Maybe don't say it publicly, but like he's 100% yeah. right. You don't get to choose your teammates. You just have to go out and do your job. So as long as he can go out and do his job, I mean, just. And he said, he thing. said, Herman doesn't owe anyone any explanation. Right. Um, I, I, you know, but it's just not. I get right. It. It's not right. Um, and then with Herman, he has come out. He uh, was supposed to speak on the whole incidents over the last couple of days. He's missed media sessions about it. Um, he has come out and said that he will not speak to media on and the public until he has been able to take his entire team and organization and sit them down and talk the situation out with them first, which... Right. I understand and agree with. For sure. Figure out your shit in-house. Yep. Then the Yankees know how to run this shit. They're going to tell him, go out there and explain your shit now. So good on him. Uh, Yankees' first uh, spring training game is uh, Sunday, I believe, 228. Yep. And um, I don't know if all stadiums, but I know Como has allowed all New York stadiums to be at 10% capacity. So I am looking forward to trying to reach a Yankee game this season. Amen. We got to go together, bro. Uh, Last thing for around the world of sports is tennis. We have never hit tennis, but I want to hit tennis today because we are watching a legend and future Hall of Famer in the making this girl is Naomi Osaka is amazing facts she Osaka is an animal she just defeated her idol Serena Williams uh in the semi-finals to go to the finals uh and beat Jennifer Brady in the finals to win her I don't want to say it wrong Aussie Open Aussie Open Aussie Open I believe yeah and this is her fourth Grand Slam title. Now, mind you, she's only 25 years old. Bro, this is her it? fourth Grand Slam title, and there's only two people that have more Grand Slam titles than her right now. You want to know who they are? Serena Williams and... Uh, You're thinking answers. too far. Is it Serena and Venus? Yes. Yeah. Venus <laughs> Venus has seven, and Serena has 23. Yeah. I, I At first, I was going to try and go overcomplicated, but then I'm like, why? It's right there. The answer is yes. a softball. Yes. Serena uh, has 23. She's going to try to go. Uh, she's trying to strive for her, her record tying 24th. That's And awesome. just got beat by a future GOAT. So good on her. And she just improved her world ranking to number two in the world. That's 25 amazing. years old, number two in the world. That's amazing. So, so before I get into, because I actually have something for around the world of sports, something that just broke on my phone. Um, but before we get into that, we set it off the air. And although, you know, I'm not, I am I'm like personally better about it. Like, tired of talking about these damn children being amazing. Like, you're 29, 20- I'm two months away from 29, and it's these infants who only were allowed into a bar like two days ago. Just being amazing. And it's okay, awesome so, to see. Like, good on them. I'm not taking anything away from them. It's just more of a, damn, what am I doing with my think, life? <laughs> think, think, about, think about this. Think about this. She's 25 years old winning that open title, right? What if uh, what if Jalen was taking her pictures over there? Yo, that'd be crazy. Jalen's over there, 26 years old. Like, it's crazy. You guys have got to see it's this shit. crazy. But, uh, but anyway, so breaking news about around the world of sports... We are getting, I'm sure everyone has seen, we're getting college football. EA is putting NCAA football back out on the market. Notre Dame will not be a part of 
the NC the new NCAA game. They pulled they, out. They are refusing until players can for sure benefit from this game. So until the NCAA allows players to profit from their likeness being used, Notre Dame will have no part. And I am all for this. I, I agree. all for this until like this is. Re- I-, I could get into a whole diatribe, but I won't because we're short on time. But the point being is that players should be paid for the work that they do. You can at me all day on this. I said what I said. It's the first one of the episode. Before we shoot into the NFL, quick question for you guys out there: answer on the on the website and the pages and everything. Do you believe Notre Dame is right? And do you believe this is only the start? for other teams to back Notre Dame. Welcome back, everybody. So, last week's trivia question was, which NFL team originally started off as the New York Titans? You answered either the Houston Texans... Even though I overthought it and I knew I was right. (laughs) Yep, you way overthought it. So Hector went with the Houston Texans or the Houston Oilers, which are um, way over things. Uh, The New York Titans originally... uh, Well, was the original New York team and turned into the New York Jets. Um, So that was our answer for the trivia question last week. This week's question is... Building on the Houston Texans idea, hmm. which year did the Houston Texans play their first season? All right, guys, like we said, we've got Carson Wentz being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. So last week we covered the quarterback carousel that's going on in the NFL, and this is just another domino. Another trickle, another another domino effect, and it's and it's a big one. So you know we heard prior to this trade, we heard a lot of things about the Bears reaching out um, with yep. a couple of picks, and then it came out that nobody was willing to offer anything above a second rounder, um, and then news broke earlier this week that Wentz gets oh. traded to the Colts. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Uh, yes, sir. You in the ooh. back. Okay. So, um, I just want to say <laughs> this man was worth nothing. So that's, that's the point that I was going to get it to is that the Colts finessed the, the Philadelphia Eagles because in, in so many ways. So ooh, the trade, ooh. so the trade was is right. for a, a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 conditional second round pick. That I, conditional second round pick can turn into a first rounder if Wentz plays yep. X amount of snaps or X uh, amount. Se- 70, 75% of the season. Right. And then the snaps. And it goes down to 70% if they make the playoffs. Yep. Um, and then it be- can come become a first rounder. But the, the catch here, and that that sounds bad because remember Carson Wentz is a number two overall pick, so that's bad in and of second itself. Second okayest, yes, yeah, second okayest. Uh, but here's the kicker: the Eagles did not offload any of the contract. They offloaded maybe ten million dollars, so they're stuck with thirty six or to that effect, some number to that effect. They're stuck with thirty six million dollars of dead cap space, which is the most 
in NFL history. Now you may go, sir. <laughs> Wait. And then you died what, on me. What, <laughs> what 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 did I say when I said it when I said what I said last week? Mm-hmm. The Eagles were going to lose this trade Big. and they were going to have to eat it. Now yeah. they're eating like I it's definitely over 35 mil. I think you were almost close spot on, like 36 point something, 37 points sure. up, 34, something, somewhere around that ball range. Um that's a lot of fucking money to, 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 to tell a number two pick, go play somewhere else. They lost big. And Go it gets better. Else. Do you want to know? So, mul- again, multiple levels to how badly Philly lost. So this is the second biggest dead cap space set in history. The last time this record was set was just when Jared Goff got traded. <laughs> but Ooh, at least, wow. At least they were, they were you got me. And to God. You got me. And, and it gets better. The Eagles not only traded him for a bag of fucking chips... Got this biggest caps dead hit cap space in history, and then traded him to the former offensive coordinator Frank Reich, that brought him to prominence and won that Super Bowl. All right, so you wanna- on a team that is stacked and ready to go. Okay, they sent him to a playoff team for a bag of chips and took it in the ass. Philly, okay. are you okay? Okay. My Philly fans, you good? So, one, Carson Wentz is still, in my eyes, not that great. No, uh, yeah, he's this not doesn't change great. anything. He's, he's, he's still the world's he's garbage. Yeah, he's, yeah, the second most okayest quarterback ever. Still. Um, the Eagles, a hundred percent, like I said, was gonna have to lose this to get rid of him. They were gonna have to lose this. Now, this is what is what what I as much as I really I I, I don't like Carson Wentz, honestly. Not that I don't like him, it's just like he's just saying he I don't like like I don't like him. He's just like ah yeah, he's another quarterback. But when you put him on the Colts, this is where I say you done fucked up a little bit. Yep. Because they have a top five defense. Yep. An elite defense yep with a top 7 offensive line negative they have a top 3 offensive line sir. no 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 you, no, no, give, no. you no, put no, respect okay, on sir, Quentin okay, Nelson's cut name it out, cut, it out, cut it out right now cuz I'm going to tell you right now this is not by me this is not my B I'm not saying top 7 off of my list this is top seven co- coming off of ESPN's list. Yep. They're saying by paperwork and last season yeah, and everything, yeah. like like the standings of the defense, right, they're right, right. seventh in the league. I think six, six, six or seventh, something like that. Right. But this is the crazy part. And this is where I think Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz wins this deal. And he's oh, going yeah. to be, as long as he doesn't try to be elite and he does his job, sure. the, they, they can go places. They've only gave so the Eagles on the Eagles gave up fifty sacks to him last year. Mm-hmm. The Colts gave up nineteen sacks all of last season. Yep. Nineteen sacks to the most. And like you said, you ever. got 
You got the number, I would say, the number one left tackle in the fucking league in Quentin Nelson, who just loves pancake with extra syrup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I if if Wentz doesn't let it get to his head and he doesn't try to plea, doesn't try to be uh uh what is it North Dakota South South Dakota North Dakota North Dakota fucking uh cocky yep. di- uh, don't try to be fucking Peyton Manning right don't be Peyton right be Trent Dilfer that's all you need to do that's what people don't understand Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring and Dan Marino doesn't you don't need to be no 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 okay so if you want to put a better analogy instead of using Trent Dilfer because obviously he's older now people don't know how to relate to to, to, to Dilfer then you can't talk to me about football no 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 I'm just saying I'm just saying (laughs) the younger crowd obviously does be a Tannehill amen be a Tannehill yeah, you I be mean, a Tannehill, you can win a you can win a ring, right? And he's set up to do that. I mean this this Colts team, I would say top twelve or thirteen offense. You know, like you said, they do need some defense. weapons. They need I, they do they need a, they need a receiver. Ty is getting a little old, but yeah, but they also didn't give up any draft capital, no, not at They're all. Literally, and they nothing. got more, and they got more. Exactly. You know, so, and again, not this is not to be overstated. Carson Wentz, or not to be understated, Carson Wentz had his best year statistically and mechanically. You know, if you watch the game film, because that's what this whole podcast is predicated around, is that stats don't tell everything, and that you have to break down the tape. And you have to watch the sport to understand. If you watch... Again, I think it was 2017. If you watch 2017 Carson Wentz and 2020 Carson Wentz, 2020 Carson Wentz has never picked up a football in his life and has no idea what to do in the pocket. 2017 Carson Wentz is the second, right, is the world's second most okayest quarterback, which most times is an insult, but when you compare it against his most recent self, is a huge upgrade. You know, and the difference there is. Frank Reich was his OC. Now, Frank Reich is now the head head coach and not the OC, but that marriage is still there. That, that and he, familiarity. And the head coach still coaching. has the same effect. Exactly. So I think we could be poised to see one of Carson Wentz, Wentz's best years with the Colts. And again, he has, it's not to be understated, he has an amazing defense that is going to set him up with amazing field yes. position. I'll wager Carson Wentz and the Colts are going to have within, like, if you could uh, go look up this stat at the end of next year. 10 and 5, I said what I said. There's 17 games, uh, 17 uh, games next season, uh, just as a heads up. But Oh, I 17? Think, remember, they bumped it up. Oh, they did. But Damn, I'm I'm not, saying, I can't get used to that. I can't. <laughs> what get, I'm oh. saying is that he, um, I think he's going to have like the fifth to seventh best starting field position all year because his defense is just going to set him up. He's not going to have to drive as far downfield as other players are going to have but, to. But, but he also, he's not going to have to throw that much. Naheem dude, Hines dude, is no, not a joke. No, 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 no. I don't no, think no. he's a you're, stud, you're over, but he's not a joke. You're underthinking this shit. Nakeem Hines is not going to be the starting running back. What do you think? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. 
That man is a thousand. He took over after Nakeem Hines got injured. Nakeem yeah, Hines yeah. never started another game. Right. Jonathan that's Taylor true. took over that entire offense. That's true. Jonathan that's Taylor true. is a monster. That's as true. long as you feed that baby. Yep. And you make your passes, the, mm-hmm. the, and you make sure, T, you know, you can take your, your play action. That's what's going to feed you. Yep. You hit T.Y. because that man can still run a, a sub 4-3. Yeah. And you hit fucking Pittman Jr. who can hit those slant routes and those dig routes and take those Pittman big hits. Jr., man, that's going to be a... He's a big boy, bro. He could take those hits from linebackers. That's going to be a weapon for Wentz. And you hit it perfectly. I mean, with the offensive line only giving up like 50 sacks last year, and that was with, you know, an aged and immobile Philip Rivers. I mean, I'm not no, 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 the Eagles gave up 50 sacks to Wentz. Oh, my apologies. The Colts, the Colts line have only gave up 19 sacks the whole season. My apologies. They so have a top five. Even- they have a five. Top five O line. So yeah, my apologies. So they gave up 19 sacks last season with an immobile Philip Rivers in the backfield. Imagine what they'll do with a quarterback. I'm not saying like Carson Wentz should have to run for his life or you know they should live on his legs. That's not what you want to do as your quarterback. But no, but he can make that Carson Wentz exactly. Bootlegs become so much easier. Moving up in the pocket, rolling out of the pocket becomes. You know what it feels. You know what it feels like as a QB. When you can call your play, grab the ball, drop back, and never once, never once have to look to your blind side. Mm-hmm. Never once. Because you know 100% of 100% of the time, you're good. Yeah. If Quentin Nelson gets beat, so many things have gone wrong that it's just he no the only thing the only improbable, thing <laughs> almost impossible that he gets beat. The only thing I could think of is two things. One, he was laughing when he called hike. Or, or two or two he shot his pants. Yo, for real. Like literally sharded and and it just it, it was a slip. Yep. That's it. Quentin Nelson and and by association Makai Becton on the Jets are the reason that you want to build your line so heavily. Are the because reason why LPs get, your, get paid so much now? Exactly, because then you you're able to make moves like this where you, you gave away almost nothing for a quarterback who isn't amazing but is good enough and complements the system that you run. I mean, the Colts, for me, I don't know if I would call them Super Bowl contenders because the AFC is hard to move through. Yeah, no, um, yeah. But I would say AFC championship contenders. I, I think say they, they can, can make, make a push. They can yeah, make a, a But it, it, all, it all depends on if Wentz lets it get to his head. And if Wentz can stop being the little crap, every time Wentz gets hit or he doesn't make a pass or he makes a bad play, he wants to pout, he wants to complain, he never wants to take the the negativity and the blame for it and be like, okay, that was my bad. I'll pick myself up. You'll pick me up. My defense will pick me up. We'll switch this around. I'll go out there. I don't even remember what I did last play. Right. He doesn't do that. He sits and he bitches and he complains and people get tired of that. Short-term memory is hard for him. Um, but on the flip side, do... So I've got a question. Do the Eagles have the Eagles 
embraced Jalen Hurts or do they go get another quarterback in this draft? I think they embraced Jalen Hurts, but I do believe that all options are open. They obviously need to bring in a second quarterback to compete. They're not going to let sure. you. They're not just going to. This man has never proven to just walk away with the starting job. Right. He played like four games. Four games. He went one and three. He played well, even though right. they went he beat one and the three. the Saints, who were led by Taysom Hill. So. Even though they went one and three, he played very well in all four games. Right. So it wasn't on him that they lost. But right. you can't just let him walk away with the starting job. Right. So I believe they bring in a veteran presence, and they might start looking in other options to at least make the job a competitive job for the season. But I do believe he will start for them for the season. So I can agree with that. Um, but now, now let's look bigger picture, right? So mm-hmm. when Matthew Stafford and the Goths uh, and the Jared Goff trade happened, the NFL world freaked out. This is going to reset the market for quarterbacks. If he gets that, imagine what Deshaun Watson gets. Imagine what Carson Wentz gets. Well, we no longer have to imagine. And Carson Wentz was traded for a bag of chips. I've said it before. I'll say it again. So bag of chips. <laughs> this this resets. The quarterback market to me. And now this has implications on this ever spinning quarterback carousel. So the next domino in line to fall is theoretically the Jets and Sam Darnold. Well, they're and pushing very hard on saying that he's the next. I mean, there's many dominoes that can fall, but they're oh, pushing sure. very I mean, Watson hard. can move before that. It only if makes Watson- sense. Right, right. The Jets, the Jets and Sam Darnold is the most logical thing that will happen next. That's not to say that my phone won't go off and go nuts because Deshaun Watson gets traded. That's not to say it won't happen. But the point being is that the Jets came out today on Monday saying that they are not making a decision on Sam Darnold until they evaluate the um, quarterback draft class this year. So with the the golf stafford trade being so ridiculously high and the wentz trade being so ridiculously low assuming the jets trade donald where does this put him um we've seen what a number one goes for we've seen what a number two goes for yeah now what does a number three go for honestly that's what this is one two and three yeah honestly um he's not gonna go for what uh, Stafford and Goff went for. Yeah. But he's going to go for more than what Wentz went for. I agree. Um, The thing is, is the Jets are, like we said, they're, they're the next domino to fall. They have to be the next domino to fall because their window's starting to close now. Correct. Court QBs are falling off the board. Draft is coming up. Mm-hmm. What are you the doing with Darnold? The season starts, I think, on March 10th, so, which might seem innocuous, but with the league season officially starting, that means you pay roster bonuses. So, I only see like one or two things happening with them. Obviously, they would probably love to try to push for Watson, but they know that's not going to probably happen. So, I see them either, they're going to ride it out to the end and either trade or, uh, not trade, either... Yes, they're either going to ride it out to the end, and in the draft, they're either going to wind up trading Darnold off, and and from what I've heard, uh, a lot of teams uh, and and people out there are saying is Sam Darnold to WFT. 
Maybe. How would they he fit on WFP? Alex Smith and they just signed Taylor Heineke to like a two-year you know? deal. So um, I'm thinking they move either move on from him and they're probably going to be set on grabbing that Zach Wilson kid. The more and more I, I've been like doing my research on this kid. I don't like, get it. I, I still don't get it, but I get why they're saying it has to be him. Um... Or they're just gonna like they're gonna keep Darnold and they'll make a different, but they're just riding like because they also have the number two pick, so they're right. they they can wait right. up until that clock reaches one second that they have to make their pick and trade that pick away, right. So there's there's a lot of teams out there. You know, you hit a good dark horse, which is the Washington football team. There's the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's the Chicago I've also Bears, heard them, yes. I've the also Miami heard the Dolphins. Steelers. I know that Tua is down in there, but there, no one's really sold on him, it seems, in that camp. Here's my dark horse, that if the Jets do trade Sam, here's where I think he goes. Mm-hmm. I think he goes to San Fran. I think the Jets will send him out He goes there back to Cali? Ta-da! There's the connection. Salah has connections to San Fran. He's like, hey, why don't we make a trade? Bro, I'm reading your mind. I think he sends Sam out to to San Fran. I don't know if he'll get... I don't think it'll be player for player, like getting Garoppolo. I I don't think the Jets will take that. If they trade Sam, they'll probably draft. Although I wouldn't hate Gucci Garoppolo. He's good looking. He'll do well in New York. Um, He'll, He'll eat up the media. Yo, for real. Oh, that he'll, he'll eat, a, he'll eat him overnight up overnight sensation. He'll eat him up. He'll make more money off of being on Times Square's billboard yeah. than than yeah. anything that Jeff will pay him. He'll be he'll be the next pretty boy Joe Namath. And mark my words. Hopefully that means a Super Bowl if the Jets get him, but he'll become instantaneously overnight mink fur coats, the whole nine. And we will be back with Jalen Nash right after this. Welcome back, guys. And as promised, we have uh, professional sports photographer Jalen Nash on with us. Uh, So welcome, Jalen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Uh, So before we get into anything serious, you know, I I just want to give you time to, you know, plug yourself, plug your socials, let everybody know where they can find you and, and take a look at your amazing work. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for finding me and having me on this podcast. It makes me feel so amazing. So my name's Jalen, and uh, my Instagram is at photography underscore by underscore Jalen. And then my portfolio website is www.jalennash, so J-A-Y-L-Y-N-N-N-A-S-H.com. Um, and I've been photographing for 10 plus years, and I've been doing pro sports, colleges, all of that in the sports era for eight plus years. So very thankful, super thankful for the clients and it's all across the board. I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but that's just kind of how you find me. And then I guess I do have a TikTok, which is um, Jalen and then Nash on it or yeah, it's Jalen Nash. So (laughs) no worries. Yeah. That's actually where I found you through TikTok, you know, and seeing some content that you put out there. And then I traveled over to Instagram uh, to actually look at your photos and, and follow you over there and, it's amazing work. I, I mean, I think yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, I, awesome. I don't do TikTok. I, <laughs> I use it only for business. Zach's, so. Zach's trying to get me into TikTok. Um, I like watching some of the videos, but it's not me. Instagram, I just restarted my Instagram for the first time in like five years. So I'm just <laughs> starting to redo that. 
but I see, like Zach said, I looked into like your profile and your pictures. It's it's quite amazing some of the photos that you take. Like it's crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah um, so yeah, let's get into it. I mean, it, from the research that I did, you graduated from Minnesota State University. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, with a major, double major in graphic design and photography and a minor in marketing. Does that sound right? Yep. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, woohoo! Look at me being a sleuth. <laughs> So, um, tell us about, you know, your time in college and what it's like to pursue a major like that. Yeah. So I started shooting pro sports. I was 19, which is actually super young to start in the pro, uh, field. A lot of kids do it like post-grad, but I actually was a sophomore and I was already started working in pro sports. So I was at Mankato, which is about an hour and a half from the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. And I'm originally from South Dakota where I was born. And then I went to college in Mankato. Um, and I didn't know anybody when I went to college, um, didn't know anybody when I moved to North Carolina, but yeah, I had started when I was 19, um, I had an internship with the NBA and WNBA. So that's kind of started right into that. There's a longer story with that if we want to get into the details, but, um, so I was a full-time student and then I also had two internships and three jobs. So to pay for everything and be able, and I was traveling back and forth to, games and I got to go to the twins games and cover them and then the wild and lots and lots of hockey. So, which I absolutely adore. So that was a lot of fun and super amazing opportunities. But yeah, I started with the NBA. So I started with Timberwolves and then I was with the Lynx for their winning season. So yeah, so pretty young. Oh, go ahead. What, what made you, okay. So when you like, were you always into photography? Was like that your thing? Yeah, so I've actually been shooting since I was nine. I started on film. My parents actually, so I did start like the old-fashioned way that everybody talks about. So I started on film um, when I was nine. So that's kind of where like the 10 plus years, because I'm 26 now. So that's kind of where the 10 plus years came in. But yeah, I started when I was nine on film. um, And then my parents did buy me my first digital camera, but every camera since then I have bought. So yeah. And everything I own, I bought. I bought with my own money, everything like that. My parents may have helped me with like a little like on camera light, but then I ended up surpassing it and needed <laughs> something more advanced. Sure, so, sure. yeah, so I worked for everything, worked for my money, didn't know anybody, made all my connections and networking. Wow. Um, obviously, with help along the way and people who had trained me. And, yeah. and then, with okay, so you've always done that. What made you want to go to, to Minnesota State? Like, did they have, like, the ultimate, like, photography? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My job, like, and, like, what I work in actually doesn't exist in Mankato. I think it existed after I left. Because oh, I think I've had somebody reach out to me. She started it. She started it. Yeah, so nobody, nobody really knew what I was doing. I would, like I said, I was going to class, and then I'd go and leave, and I'd go shoot a game, and then I'd come back when I was of age, and I was, like, at the bars or something like that, and the game was replaying, and I'm, like, on TV, and people are like, isn't that you? And That's I was like, awesome. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, yeah, so my college didn't actually have any of that. Um I think it was, I grew, I am an only child, but my parents helped raise some people in our family. And I have, I'm like one of 29 grandkids on one side and three fourths of them are guys. So I think it was just kind of that. And that like me and my dad are very, very close. So we obviously bond over sports and anything of that nature. And he's the art guy in our family. So I got the art side from him and then more like the organized analytical type side uh, I got from my mom. 
She's not okay. an artist at all. So the sports, <laughs> <laughs> the sports aspect, since I was nine, I've always told myself, you know, I wanted to be a photographer, which is crazy to think that I did go to college for what I wanted to do and that yeah. I still pursue what I wanted to do, which is pretty rare. But yeah, when I was younger, um, my parents and I, you know, I've always told my parents I wanted to be a full-time photographer and I had to figure out a way to do that to make a living. And weddings are beautiful and nice. And I do cover weddings and I do shoot for brands and lifestyle. I do that as well. And I have some amazing clients with that, but I wanted to like what you're in. Yeah. I wanted (laughs) a way to be able to make money that just wasn't weddings. If that makes sense. Weddings are stressful. There's nothing like what you're in. Yeah, sports are stressful too, but like that's only for a couple hours. Why yeah, but the experience like, you're in, <laughs> the experience yeah, you're in, the best seat in the house is just like <laughs> for sure. the people you get to meet and the connections yeah. and just the atmosphere, and you get to see a free game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get the best seat in the house, and it is a rarity being a woman in sports too. So when I started, I was one of the only ones and I still am like one of the only ones in some of the places that I'm at and I'm just kind of used to it, but you go with it. But yeah, I definitely have the best seat in the house and That's awesome. sometimes your parents get to reak the benefits of that. So I'm, pretty <laughs> cool. oh, I'm sure they love it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. That's awesome. So talk to me. I mean, how did you, while you were a sophomore in college, how did you get into like what, did you reach out? Did somebody reach out to you? Kind of how did that process start? Yeah. So I actually had, um, cause my major is graphic design and photography with a minor sure, in marketing. Sure. So when I was 19, I ended up getting a paid internship with a printing company. It's called Taylor corporation. Shout out to them. They're still amazing. Anyway. Go. Um, that guy is also the owner of, he owns a printing company and then he also owns a bunch of other stuff, but he owns the Timberwolves. So oh, awesome. I, I had seen like, you know, I'd gone to the games and then I didn't, I put two and two together and I had talked to my boss and they basically, they had got, they had told me how to do this reach out to set up pretty much an interview for me to be an intern. So then I went to, so my internship helped me get an internship, which I had <laughs> both of them at the same Okay. <laughs> and I had both of them at the same time and I'm still very close with everybody. That's so that's, awesome. what's pretty cool to this day. Um, but yeah, so that they, I went to this like meetup that I didn't really realize was an interview to be exact. Actually, I should say I didn't know it was an interview, but I went to the meetup um, and I happened to be with a photographer for the Timberwolves at the time. Um, and he's still there, but, um, and he had offered me an internship on the spot. So I kind of just got the internship right when I met him. I had no idea. It was like type of interview type thing. Sure. Um, so I started with the Timberwolves and then. Um, he also photographs the links and there's another photographer with him too. And I'm very close with them. Like I said, actually, I just talked to them like two days ago. Um, and so then I was with the links for their winning season, which was in 2013. Right. And then I was with the Timberwolves again. So I was kind of there. Ironically, I was, I started when Andrew Wiggins started. So I just count how many years sort of kind of by Andrew Wiggins. So (laughs) (laughs) him and Zach Levine, I just kind of use them for my timeline. So thank you. That's a good way to do it though. (laughs) Yeah. Cause yep. We all started at the same time. So I was like, oh great. This helps me out. (laughs) Um, And then I was there for KG's comeback. And then I got to, it was insane being 19 and seeing like LeBron James and I get to photograph, but obviously I wasn't as good. As I am now. Hey, you got to so, start somewhere. Yeah, I'm not as good as I am now. So I was just kind of like, it would be cool to go back and 
try and re-photograph some of those guys. But yeah, that's where it started. And then all the other pro sports, I'm very thankful. I was just kind of recommended or people invited me. I was recommended or sorry, my phone went off. I recommended or people invited me to different um, events, such as like the twins photographer. He invited me, the wild and some guys there. And then I ended up making connections and everybody just kind of kept inviting me to stuff and nurturing me and teaching me. That's and so I'm still cool. very close with them today. So that's kind of how it just like, it started somewhere, but it, it kept expanding to me getting invited yeah. to other sports. That's perf- awesome. that's great. And that's actually a perfect segue for the next question I we got for you. Um, so is it like, are you freelance? Are you contracted? Do they just reach out to you or do you reach out to them? Like, it, What like, a loaded question. <laughs> um, okay. I didn't realize that was what I typed it up. All I right. know. <laughs> no, most people don't. Most people don't. So, they're, so I am freelance and contracted. But um, okay. I do have some main clients that are kind of main clients that I do shoot for on the regular, I guess, so to say, as of now, you know, that can always change, but I am contracted and it's to like a certain time, but at the end they can always renew it. So Mm -hmm. I'm freelanced. And so if any team visiting team comes in and they need a photographer, they can hit me up. Um, but yeah, some of the clients I do shoot for on the regular and then if a visiting team comes and they need somebody I can get called into that. I shoot for many different clients, which I'm super thankful for. And I can talk about them too. Um, if you wanted to know, um, but yeah, yeah, I can talk about them too, but yeah. So like from, from time to time, I'm super thankful. I shoot for the Canes, the Carolina hurricanes. I've been doing that. Um, that has been, that was a dream, um, in 2019 when they went to the playoffs. I'm so thankful that I got to photograph directly for them. And I was 24 at the time. So that's like a dream come true for anybody. I'm guessing that's your favorite team. Um, I don't have play favorites because I go where they play. <laughs> well played. Uh, no, well I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. You gotta go with your work, but you always have a favorite. Her favorite well, I started is with whoever's the writing the check. <laughs> yes, um, I just you know I go wherever they pay me. Um, I'm especially smart. down here in North Carolina. I'm super neutral because I'm very thankful as well. You know, I do like I said, I do shoot for the Canes from time to time. The 29th team playoffs like my stuff was blown into billboards and a mural and like i never expected any of that and i was so young um for that particular role and like so then um from time to time they still use me which i'm thankful for for other stuff and then you know nc state i do cover for them but i also cover for wake one time duke had asked me to cover for them i I was gonna bring that up boston brown like a bunch of different teams that come in they can ask me too so i'm very neutral with everything and i think i'm thankful i'm pretty sure my clients like that i'm neutral because i'm just like oh cool who won great yeah you go team let's (laughs) on to the next thing right right um, i'm very like chill when it comes to like that type of thing but yeah so um and then i had sign i do shoot for some it could be a wire service but also you know i did sign with usa today as well and bauer hockey so you also have that which i'm so thankful for again like i said um bauer hockey like you can shoot for a brand of that thing and then go and shoot a sporting event for a brand. So most people don't think about that either. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. So I've got a, is it, 
is it hard? So kind of a, a branch off question. Is it hard to remain <laughs> neutral? Like I'm telling you, I would never be able to. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I can't. I'm sorry. No. If I saw, if, if I was a if I was going to MSG to take pictures or to MetLife uh, to Meadowlands, yeah. or I'm I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. I'm go Jets. Yeah. I'm taking every picture. Fucking Jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we're it's um, impossible for us. So is it? Is it hard? But I mean, we're like those crazy sports fans who show up in like their 20 degree weather painting their chest and we're pre-gaming since 8 a.m. Like, like, admittedly, we are nuts. So is it hard <laughs> to remain neutral in that? Or is it I mean, is it pretty easy because it's your job and you're able to separate? Hey, we love those people, by the way. They're the funnest <laughs> fans to photograph as long as, like, you guys aren't too crazy with photographers. Like, you guys are all our favorites. <laughs> you keep us entertained during the game. So awesome. So, hey, I'm just trying to become a meme at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Your, yeah, my photography has become memes, so hey, <laughs> we can work on that. <laughs> awesome. Um, To stay neutral, it's I will say whenever we play a Minnesota team or somebody who was there from the beginning for me, sure. I do. I'm just like, Oh, like <laughs> but at the same time, I think the longer you are here. And I talked to some of the old guys about this too. Like I said, a lot of males um, where I yeah. work, but um, with things that happen like during a game and or certain teams or anything like that, you become very like, um, just kind of like immune to it. I don't know how to explain it in the best way possible. So let's say your favorite team scores like, or wins or anything of that nature. Um, when you're in a media room, you can't really show favoritism, even if you are, you know, you got to be respectful. Sure. Um, and then obviously now that media rooms are very spaced out or anything of that nature, but um, makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, I just kind of like play it neutral. It also helps me personally. Cause then I'm like, hi, I'm available. Cause I'm freelance. <laughs> sure, so sure. I, you just like, like I said, certain things that happen during games, once you've been in it long enough, you're kind of just like, okay, when's the next thing or some, something of that nature, just like, okay, that's really cool. You know, um, super cool couple minutes. And then, yeah, so you, you see it all. You hear it and see it all. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You don't I'm get sure. shocked too much. There you go. You don't get shocked as often as you would think. Um, really? When you've been in a long time. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, so, it's pretty uh, easy. <laughs> Obviously, when you first started, I mean, I, we don't know how huge of a sports fan you are. Maybe you just take the pictures, <laughs> you know, um, but meeting some of like these big names, especially when yeah. you were even younger than you are now, um, like, and you grow up watching TV, like as you're working on your own craft, you're watching these guys and then you're meeting some of these guys, like you said, like LeBron James, and maybe you've met even other names after him and stuff like that. Like how, like what kind of experience is that? Like, how is that like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so I do watch sports and pay attention, um, mainly for my job, just so I'm up to date on everything. Sure. Um, to an extent, you know, I can't pay attention to everything going on. So mainly I'll look into the region and see like what's coming or what's affected. Um, we get emails and stuff like that and updates as well. Um, but yeah, the first few years when I was doing this and I was surrounded by just some of the greats, it's been amazing. Um, it was cool to see how they are behind, like, the game and, like, behind the scenes and see how their true character is. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, and everybody is completely different. And oh, a lot of people, sure. a lot of people, you know, it just depends on the day for them too and everything before I mean, and after and in the middle of the game. They're human. Yeah. So I very much, uh, the first few years I was just kind of like shocked, but also, um, I'm a little girl, so I do, I'm pretty quiet. <laughs> so I just kind of like, they're big people half the time, half the time, half the people are bigger than me. So I just kind of like stay hidden and stay quiet. Um, <laughs> but then a lot of the times, like once they, if they're warm up to you or if you're around them 24 hours for like the entire day, like they'll warm up and talk to you. So you just sure. kind of, it is really cool. It's a really humbling experience to be around some of these greats that worked as hard, you know, just as hard as like everybody else next to them and some sure. that worked twice as hard. So it definitely is different. Um, but I just think of it as a humbling experience because not many people get that experience, especially oh, yeah, right now. No. Yeah, for especially sure. right now with everything. Um, but yeah, I've definitely been around some amazing and even like with NASCAR, anything of that nature, just like some of those racers and, you know, sure. MLB athletes and NHL. Um, they are also some of them are close to my age. So we're all human. So, <laughs> so when they're close to your age, it's just kind of cool because you're just like same age as them going through the same things in life. Well, see, that's that's the crazy thing. You say that we interviewed um, NFL tight end Hakeem Vallis the other week, yeah. um, and and he's a young guy. He's younger than us as well, and and he said actually he's about our age, and he said the same thing that he just nothing really starstruck him. Like two players nope. because he grew up an Eagles fan. Are you just different breeds than <laughs> us? Are you guys yeah. just different humans? Because I can't imagine. Like I, I'm not gonna call you a liar, but I feel like you guys are lying to me because. <laughs> I would never be able nope. like to stand in the presence of, you know, uh, Robert Salah, we're huge Jeff fans, uh, even yeah. Mark Sanchez, who, you know, I had a love-hate relationship with for years, you know, <laughs> I, to stand in the presence of any of these guys. Like, if I ever met, like, Hakeem in person or any NFL player, NBA, NHL, especially LeBron James, you want me to stand before a dude who causes... The most I'm bar sorry, fight if- on the face of the planet <laughs> over who's the goat. You want me to stand there and act cool? No. No, hey, if, I, if if no. I have to go to Yankee State, I'm sorry. I, baseball is my biggest favorite okay. sport. Um, the, I do it all. You, I photograph it all. So go you ahead. just Yankee fan. I'm still in New York. I go to Yankee games every season. Um, if you told me go to Yankee Stadium and stand next to Derek Jeter and take his photo, that ain't happening. I'm going to die. That ain't, I'm going to jail. I'm jumping on this man. <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping Stupid. on this man. I, I grew up 29 years watching this man complete every dream possible. Like, yeah, You can so have I, your... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I, so I again, I'm not trying to call y'all liars because you're the second like <laughs> professional to say this to me. Uh, but I, you, you're a clearly superior human being because i just would never i i I wouldn't be able to conduct myself like a normal human i just i know my limitations as a man you can have your freak out just make it internal or do it after the game (laughs) don't do it next to them or in front of them fair enough for me a lot of the stuff um a lot of people will say this too is that none of the stuff really hits us until after the game Okay. Where we're like going through and we're just like, oh, did that really just happen? Like, oh, that was kind of cool. Like, right. Hey. Like a lot of that stuff just doesn't hit us until like after. Cause you know, you just kind of like you're zoned in, you're there to work, you get it done. But sure, um, yeah, I guess so. you're next to 
some of these greats and it's just really cool. I just like seeing how they are like behind the scenes and the type of character they have. So sure. <laughs> that makes it 10 times more fun for no, me and I, very entertaining. So I bet. I bet. Um, so walk us through like the daily life of a, of a sports photographer or, or just of a photographer of your level, you know, what does that look like yeah. up to go to bed? <laughs> so I will say for the plat of oh, class words for the past six <laughs> plus years, um, I actually had a full-time job along with shooting on nights oh, wow. and weekends. So I would go to my full-time job. And then, um, which I've been like a director of digital media. So I've had, I'm very thankful. I was also really young to have like higher up positions within sports, ironically. That's awesome. Um, So I've had that too with the graphics, you know, and the marketing and everything of that nature. But yeah, so I would go to the full-time job and then on nights and weekends, you know, you go to games. Well, once again, when I was younger, I always said that I want to be a full-time photographer. So I had finally taken that leap almost a year ago. So That's in the next awesome. couple of weeks, it's actually going to be my like anniversary of me finally taking that leap. So thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Good for you. I took the leap during a pandemic. Yay. Did not hey. plan that. <laughs> I get it. I no. get it. Uh, yeah. No. So in March of last year, I decided that I wanted to go full-time photo, but then the world decided, you know, they just wanted to all, I, I told myself, like, I wanted to go remote with the graphics. Sure. Um, and then the world decided to do the same. So I had to maneuver. <laughs> yeah. So I had to maneuver that and, you know, maneuver where half of my, it's crazy to say, but just like everybody else, but like half of my jobs came to a halt and I didn't really know what to do, but I also shoot brands and lifestyle. So it was just like trying to fill in those gaps and actually some sports did reach out to me to do other stuff. So I was just thankful that they even did that. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, for the most part, for me personally, you know, you work nights and weekends, so your day doesn't start till the evening probably. Okay. (laughs) So if I have a studio shoot where uh, athletics team or anybody, I guess brands too, but we'll talk sports wise. So if I have a studio shoot for like a school or anything of that, so that's where they need their headshots, but we're talking headshots, like magazine, crazy type headshots, not regular headshots, (laughs) not high school picture headshots. (laughs) No, no. This is like, I I, I want all the lighting. Um, obviously this is my bedroom, but all, all the lighting, everything like that type of headshots, um, put together like all of that. Um, that could be, you could start at 8 a.m. and you could get done at 5 p.m. or you start at 3 p.m. and you get done at 7. It depends on the team. Football, that's a three day shoot. We started at <laughs> 6 a.m. So you can do that all day, but then keep in mind there's editing in the evening. Sure. And then because they want some sneak peeks, you got to like quickly edit some of those, um, add your own spices to them. If you do like filters or anything or presets, um, edits upon your own style. So that's kind of like a studio. And like I said, you would edit in the evening or when you're not there, but then you could be editing during the day and then going to a game. So walk okay. through on a game day. Let's say the game is, you know, even if it's day or evening, you show up two to three hours Right now with the pandemic, all of that has changed. But normally you would show up two to three hours before a game. Previous to that, I would already have all my files ready to go, depending on who I'm covering for, because every client is different. But for a lot of the time, most people don't know that is like after we're done, after like the first period or after a couple innings in like baseball or the halves and like football and basketball, we are like 
categorizing who they are, what player they are, what they just did, everything of that nature, and trying to send all those photos so that they're available worldwide or they're available for a client. So most people don't know that. So you prep your files way, way before hours before the game. So you know who's playing, who's not playing, who you're playing against. If there's a change when you show up, you got to get that ready too. You got to get your your files, your Dropboxes, Google Drives. Um, not many people use those. Just like in general, that's the best way to explain it. Um, ready. So yeah, game day. You prep all your files before. Show up two to three hours ahead of time. Make sure your files are correct. Go get some pregame, some warm up stuff. Game time starts. You got to. Um, obviously make sure you have all your camera gear stuff ready prior to travel everything. Um, and then game time starts, you know, you're photographing whatever your client needs. And then we usually leave, you know, a little bit before the halves or before the periods. Cause we have to, like I said, categorize every image sure. and that's 2000 photos on average. A lot of photographers, you take 2000 photos, like a period for hockey. Jesus. So for basketball, that's like 2000 at the half. Some people have to do, um, like, you know, women's is like there's quarters, sure. but for men's, you can try and do it after like the first media timeout in the second. Some people are allowed runners, but a lot of right now, you know, you're just doing it on your own. And I personally have done it on my own. This is the first year I actually had a runner, oh, had a runner during a pandemic. <laughs> right, um, right. <laughs> yeah. That's and, uh, so that's like, but normally you're just doing it by yourself Jeez. and then you do all that. And then, you know, you have the half and you got to get everything sent. And then, you know, you might be a little late to like the next part, but that's okay. Cause you had to get everything sent, um, or unless you had a runner. And then at the end you are there doing that again for two to three hours after. I gotta ask, cause it just popped in my head. Go for it. I, I, we, we watch games all the time and it yeah. happens. It happens all the time where something happens. A player, you know, runs out of bounds, bumps into a, a, a photographer. Has it happened to you? Yes. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing when you were talking about like, oh man, meeting, you know, being around these people and never getting starstruck. The first thing that honestly comes into my brain, like, you know, the LeBron James or when Zion Williamson, when he was at Duke and sure. everything on that nature is, I hope to God they don't run into me because <laughs> that's like my that's biggest. That's a freight train. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you have insurances on yourself, but you have it on your camera gear and your job and so I, that is my biggest fear all the time, all the time. And yes, it has happened. And, and then it ends up on TV and your parents see it and they're already nervous for you, <laughs> but your friends see it and your friends turn it into memes and gifts. And so they think it's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, that does happen. Um, but if you see me run away like a little girl, I'm sorry, I'm going to do that. And I do not care. <laughs> so there are videos of me running out, like not getting the photo. And everybody was like, you looked funny, but like, good job for safety. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I can get it from a distance at that point. So for sure. I'm a big man and I'm not going to get hit by Zion or LeBron. Not going to yeah. happen. It's no, 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 no. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially yeah, on a no. football field. I'm not getting hit. If I don't have pads in a helmet, I'm not getting hit by a man with pads in a helmet. Even if I did, this, <laughs> yes. There's always this joke with photographers, like, because I've had, yeah, the football players, they'll come like screaming down the field and then, sure. you know, they're coming towards you. You know, I'm like, please don't throw it over here, but I know you're, but like do, because I want the photo, but like same <laughs> time I'm right here and I can't go back any further. And of course, you know, they do it. So then they throw it and you see it and you're just like, 
like holding it like away from your body and like running away. And the joke with photographers are like, why'd you move? And I was like, I still got the shot. I just moved away. Like, so, yes. But some of the times, especially if you know the player, it's really funny after. Cause then they'll be like, are you okay? We're like, hi Jalen. Like they'll right. say hi. That's They're cool. so cute. So yeah, That's they'll say hi cool. or something like that. They're hilarious. But yes, it is a very scary thing. And that's my number one thing. When I meet those cool people, I'm just like, just please be safe. (laughs) I'll try to. (laughs) I get scared. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we're running short on time. So I have one final um, question for you. And that is, this is specifically for my younger sister, Rita, who wants to be a photographer, um, but keeps, yes, yes. She keeps putting herself down and feels like she can't do it and all of that stuff. So that's part of the inspiration for me having reached out to you is, hey, you know, you want to talk about women in sports, first of all, because I think that's fantastic. And And she's breaking barriers right now being a female (laughs) photographer. Exactly. Exactly. And there needs to be more of that. There needs to be more representation of that. Um, And B, it looks cool you know to talk about the behind the scenes the things that people don't normally see or don't normally think about um but this is mostly for rita so um what is one piece of advice that you would offer aspiring photographers like what's that one like quintessential thing you know if you had to sum it all up or at least give one important piece of advice because i'm sure there's hundreds of thousands (laughs) you know that you would say to somebody who is standing wants to be in your shoes exactly (laughs) There's obviously so much. Um, One of the first things I'll say two really quick and I'll try and get them really quick. Um, One thing is don't take no for an answer. I know as crazy as that sounds, but no, it's honestly true. Like I said, you know, I started when I was 19 and I can't believe to even like say this, but like my work has been on like ESPN, getting images, sports illustrated, you know, all across the board, NHL, MLB, like billboards and magazines. But like, if somebody would have told me that when I was younger, I wouldn't believe them, especially with how many people told me no, or like, you can't go do this, or like, you can't be our intern, or like, we're good, we don't need anybody right now. Like, don't take no for an answer because there's always another way around it, or that person could come back and need you. Sure. So that's one of the things because when you're doing reach outs and you're trying to be available or want clients, the other thing is, you know, network can always continue. And I'm still, you know, I'm still growing and learning. So always continue to grow and learn and network and communications and um, make those connections because while you're continuing to grow and learn in your craft, which is what I'm doing as networks and communications and everything on that nature, they're going to come into handy as well. Cause they'll see you grow. Cause I've had clients who, when I was younger, there is no way that I would have been prepped to cover for them right. that I am now. And that's only cause I grew and learned. And also I kept those connections because I'm still trying to get better. That's awesome. So just don't take no and just keep growing and learning. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jalen. Thanks one for having time. me, you guys. Of course, of course. One more time for the fans, you know, let them know where to find you um, and uh, where to hopefully book you. <laughs> yes. So you can, if you want to book me or anything of that nature, you can honestly just reach out my Instagram and or on my website. There's an email there. You can always reach out to that email as well but my instagram is at photography underscore by underscore jalen and then my tiktok is at jalen nash or it's at jalen and i can't remember you see my face you'll see my work (laughs) (laughs) best way to say that um and then i've been so busy that i haven't been able i've had games like every single day which i'm thankful for and then my website is jalen nash.com so 
my first awesome. and last name. That is yeah, awesome. Thank that you. is Happy awesome. Birthday. Remember, All right, guys. It's my birthday. It's my <laughs> birthday. Uh, uh, uh. Boss it. Boss it. <laughs> I can't get my TikTok. <laughs> anyway, um, so we just want to say thank you to Jalen for coming on here. Um, you know, guys, definitely go like, follow, share her stuff. She's got such amazing amazing work out there oh, um, man. if you're in her area and you need photos done uh, she does everything everything yeah, everything everything just it was awesome to have her on here and get an inside look about what goes on to creating the product that is sports um you know but uh outside of that guys make sure that you're answering our weekly trivia let us know what you think on our monday thoughts i'll be putting out the trivia on wednesdays when the episode drops um so look for that guys and, uh, you know, we're on TikTok now. Uh, we're on SportsMe as well. If you haven't been on there, bro, we got our own banner. Um, got some awesome things to show you guys on there. Super excited to be on that app. Great bunch of people working there. And, um, you know, like, follow, share the the Facebook, the Instagram. Guys, um, first of all, I do want to say, you know, I appreciate all 500 plus of you guys. Uh, but let's keep growing this thing. Uh, Hector's qualified to party over there. Um, Ain't nobody beating me in beer pong. <laughs> I'm retired and for a reason. We'll have we'll have to do a uh, a live stream time. of that. But uh guys, anyway, thank you for listening. Like we said before, like, follow, share, and I said what I said, bitches. So what I said. <laughs>